Welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business. And on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. Hello, everyone. My name is Tasha McCray, and I am actually a retired registered nurse and a retired hairstylist turned real estate investor. And a new group homeowner, correct? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. So I, what I what I did was I just married I married um, healthcare and um, my love of real estate. And um, started turning my properties into group homes. Yeah, and uh, you probably you you almost you probably almost look at it as a real estate investment, huh? Yeah, it it is. It's a real estate investment. I just said, you know, I'll just put a business in in each property. (laughs) Yeah, and serve my community. Awesome, awesome. So, what? you know, what, what brought you to us in the first place? You have, you, you have the, you know, the ideal background for it. So we find that people that have kind of had some real estate investment, um, success or even experience in, in the past, they tend to do well with this when they put their mind to it, but you also kind of have almost a complete different background being, uh, being a nurse as well. So, um, you obviously have the good, a, a, the really good foundation, good background, great personality for it. You know, you, you obviously have the desire to help people and then to create wealth for yourself, just judging by those, those two endeavors. But (laughs) what, uh, you know, what, what, what brought you into just looking, you know, you probably found us by looking up how to start a group home or something like that. When did that happen and what prompted it? Um, so my business, um, best friend, she has been in, she's, she's been running group homes for like the last 14 years. So she joined um, my club, my nurse REI club, um, almost a year ago. And we got to talking about it. And she was like, you should do that since you're purchasing properties. You know, you should look into that. So I started, you know, doing a lot of research. And um, you're right. I came across, I Googled it, you know, it was, it was part of my research. I came across um, your program, I immediately signed up, and within a week, I had converted, no lie, converted my, one of my properties into a group home. <laughs> so let's let's marinate on that for a little bit. So that's that's one of the things that that holds a lot of people back. Well, not that, but one of the things that holds a lot of people back is uh you know, we call it, I've heard it called this a lot as well. Analysis paralysis. You'll find it a lot in like real estate investing, um, in, in group homes and really, really any kind of business or, or, uh, you know, goal like that. You'll find a lot of people like you probably see it in your, in your real, real estate investment, right? Like going to the meetup groups, the people that have been going for like a year or two and they, they look into, you know, first they, they get their real estate agent license and they don't do anything. Then they learn how to do mortgages and they don't do anything. Right. They join all the clubs. <laughs> and, and they don't but, do anything. Yes. <laughs> but look, but um, I just kind of want to point that out because it's kind of a reoccurring theme 
on our podcast and, and probably every other business podcast out there is that the people who are successful in it, obviously you want to do your research, you want to do some due diligence, but you have to get started and you're going to learn along the way. So Absolutely. Uh, Tasha's analysis period was just, just reiterate that again, how long of researching and looking around until you started to like actually take action. So when I came across your course, like I immediately purchased the course mm-hmm. and um, I was actually, um, I had a tenant in my, one of my properties and she wasn't paying rent on time, obviously. And then my property manager had um, started the eviction process. So it was just, honestly, it was divine timing. Um, so I said, you know what, this property has not cash flowed in a couple of months. So I've got to get this property cash flowing. So I think that was my, you know, that was a, the, the, the fire that was lit, you know, yeah. um, you know, inside of me because I'm, you know, if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, if a property's not cash flowing, it's no good to me. <laughs> so I immediately, you know, I, I mean, immediately started, um, implementing, you know, the course and, you know, I mean, I downloaded everything and I just, I mean, I didn't sleep for like three days. <laughs> I'm in. I, I was all in. I believe it. Yeah. I, I've got to get this property cash flowing, you know. So, you know, luckily because, you know, I am a real estate investor and, you know, I, I had enough money, you know, it was already my property. So I didn't have to go out and, you know, speak to, you know, someone and try to convince them to let me lease their property. You know, I didn't have to do that. And I know that's probably, you know, some of the, you know, one of the barriers for some people. It is. And we're, we're, we're going to touch on that in a little bit, though. Okay. So, so I didn't, I didn't have that to worry about. So I was like, you know what, let's just do it. And I talked to my husband about it and like literally with, she was, she was evicted that two that following Tuesday, um, she had to be out. And that (laughs) Tuesday night that went Tuesday night, I flew into South Carolina. I live in Florida. I flew into South Carolina and that Wednesday morning I was, we, we were, we were cleaning the house. And, um, by Friday, I had furniture in the house and I was converting, already converting one, the, um, den, which was initially a, a carport kind of thing. It was already converted to, to a den. And then I, um, hired a contractor and he went in over the weekend and, you know, in three days he converted that, um, den into two more bedrooms. So the property went from a three bedroom to a five bedroom. So from, from the time of searching on Google to the time that the home was furnished, it, um, we're talking like under two weeks, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's beautiful. I mean, um, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. So let's... Uh, I, I want to, we'll, we'll circle back to like the, what, what you brought up, which is really kind of, it is one of the things that, that holds people back is getting a property. So that is a huge step. You luckily had one. Um, and I'm, I want to circle back on that in a little bit, but after you got the home furnished, let's just continue, let's continue down that path. So you got the home furnished and then, you know, how long, how long did it take for you to go, you know, get the license and hire a bunch of nursing staff and everything like that? So I actually got my license. I got everything done while I was in Florida. So before I got on the plane and flew up, you know, I had mm-hmm. all, my paper, all my paperwork was already in place. Um, you know, I already had a business name, it, 
my business was registered in um, South Carolina, one of my businesses. So I just used that name. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was kind of like plug and play for me, you know, so. You have, so that was almost a trick question. Um, you did not become a licensed facility, correct? No, the facility isn't licensed. <laughs> uh, well, the reason why I said I already had my business. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you have a, li- a, a business license, but yeah, yeah. that that's another thing that holds a lot of people back. Luckily, you, luckily you found us when you did your search, but oftentimes if you look up, you know, like how to start a group home in South Carolina, it's going to take you to a government site yep. and they're going to, it's going to take you down a very long, confusing right. path mm-hmm. to become a licensed facility. So I was half joking, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to bring that, that point home right, that right. you, you do not have to become a licensed facility. Uh, we, we adhere to federal, federal laws like the fair, the fair housing act, yeah. um, the Keating memo, uh, which was put in place by HUD. Um, and if, if for anybody out there, if, if you want to see those documentations, just shoot us an email. Um, but you know, that's one of another thing that did not hold Tasha back, you know, um, you abide by the same laws that, that you adhere to when you're renting rooms out, you know, obviously you can't, you can't keep the place in squalor. You have to keep the property up to code. Uh, but there, once, once you get the property, get it furnished, there's nothing holding you back from, you know, providing housing to whoever you want to. So after you, after you did all that, Tasha, um, cause you, you have your first couple of tenants in there already, correct? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. So let's go back to, let's go back to the kind of the problem. What, what brought you here? You had a rental property. Um, you got into, you do, it's not just rentals, right? But you do, I think you were, you were doing like wholesaling and stuff like that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I started when I started real estate, which was it's been a little over a year. I started um, out being a private money lender. Okay. Um, and then from there, I started wholesaling, and then I was like, okay, I can buy some of these properties. So then I started buying properties um, for myself. So one of the misconceptions out there, I think. Um, is that people get into into rentals and luck, luckily you 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 know how to find the deals right if you know how to wholesale you know how to find properties you can control the deal from there absolutely even with that i'm sure your rental you probably got it at a, at a at a great price especially if it was one that you took down right yeah i did it, and I, yeah got it at a really really good price um when i when i purchased the property um the ARV on the property was ninety thousand. I got the property for fifty thousand. That's so. This is the formula to build long term wealth, right? <laughs> I mean, you're you just you just made that equity. Yeah. You're, and then you're, it's something you're going to hold and eventually pay that off. You're gonna ha- you're gonna cash flow, and now you're gonna have an operating business out of there as well. But I wanted to bring home that point that you, you got a property for, um, you know, almost 50 cents on the dollar, right? Like 50 to 60 cents on the dollar. 
And just to reiterate why you even came to us in the first place, that property was not cash flowing. Nope. You're, you, so you had to, you had to lease the property. You had to fix it up. You're dealing with a tenant. You probably had to deal with, you know, uh, deal with their excuses. Do I need to evict them? You know, I'm sure they didn't take great care of the property, right? Got to, did you go through the eviction process or did they eventually just leave? No, we went through, we went through it. She, you know, she appealed. <laughs> so going to court, going through court, court costs, uh, how long, how long was it? Did that take? The process was about a month, actually. That's not bad. Yeah, That's really right. good, actually. Yeah. But still, just to, to give everybody an idea out there of what landlords are going through, it's 30 days of, you know, you, you, you have your cost to maintain the property, probably financing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, And you got somebody in there that you can't do anything. You know, you can't just go in and kick them out. <laughs> they're not paying you. You have no idea what they're doing to the property. I doubt she was like cleaning and doing upgrades to it while she wasn't paying her rent. <laughs> right? Right. No, no. <laughs> but I was. I had the roof re- yeah. purchased it, you know, bad one of the bathrooms redone. You know, I did a lot to that property. All all that and how much were you taking home per month? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> and I I'm I'm just kind of building up building the the problem up and uh to you know let one i want people to understand like the uh why we think group homes are much better than rentals and this is going to set people up out there for like the the partnership pitch and just kind of understand like where these these people these investors and landlords are coming from so this is a property that tasha you know got for like you know 50 to 60 percent off basically she wasn't, she still wasn't making money. Now what, what, what happens to these people that are all pumped up after listening to like a rental podcast or going to, you know, a big seminar and get pitched the dream of, you know, building your long-term wealth through rentals. You just get 10 of them and cash flow two or 300 bucks per month. And you bring in 20 to 30 grand per year of passive income. Um, and it's just not like that. <laughs> no. no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why that's why Tasha is here with us today. She's uh, it one. It, it's going to serve that that kind of same uh, desire you had to help people, right? That's why you got into nursing. Absolutely. And at the same time, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna solve that cash flow problem that every real estate investor that I know has that problem, even if. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a great deal, I mean, you can go on biggerpockets.com and listen to the success stories that people post and, you know, just scroll down to what their cash flow is. And we're talking two or 300 bucks per month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, you, you got your first couple tenants and you're, and you, you're already bringing in more than, than, um, than you were as a rental property, correct? Absolutely. So, and, and, how many how many beds are you going to have? Um, well, now I'm going to have seven beds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and how many of those are filled right now? I know you just got started. Yeah. So just got started um, Sunday, actually. Well, Friday. You know, I took my first two clients in on Friday. 
<laughs> See, <laughs> that's and 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 you got five five more to go. So yeah, five more to go. I have um, a slew of referrals. I know we'll talk about that later, probably. Yeah, that's kind of what. That's a great segue. That's what I wanted to get into. So, how did you find those first the first couple of tenants? So I use I use um, <laughs> I use your program. Yeah. And what I did was I started googling like. Um, homeless uh, organizations, you know, and I put the city in and I, you know, did like um, homeless veterans organizations, just things like that, just keywords, using those keywords. And I created a spreadsheet. And then what I did was I, I just started sending out emails. Yeah. I just sent, sent emails and I started making phone calls. And, um, like how many how many contacts had you did you get on that spreadsheet bef- and before you started like reaching out to folks? So before I started, I probably had about twenty contacts uh-huh. before I started reaching out. But the crazy thing is about group homes, <laughs> there is this uh, thing. I'm just gonna call it a thing in the community when they hear that you have a group home, it spreads like wildfire, and when I tell you, I probably sent out one, two, three, four emails. I'm looking at my spreadsheet now. Four emails I sent out. And one guy, I called him and he asked me, he says, um, do you mind if I share your information? We have a COC meeting every Friday um, with all the, all the uh, nonprofits in the area. Do you mind if I share your information? I said, by all means, please share my information. <laughs> right. He did that, and my phone has not stopped ringing, and my emails are like going crazy. I've gotten so many referrals just from that one phone call, that one email. So that's so. This is definitely it's it's. Uh, I would say above average results, but definitely not uncommon. So I have a lot of coaching students like yourself that, you know, we recommend getting a couple hundred contacts and, 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 uh, consistently emailing folks. I think if you did that, it sounds like you'd get too many leads to handle, which is, I mean, you can see how the scalability of this thing now, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So that's you're, you, you have a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great problem, but we'll, we'll have some people. That's all they need is just one one call, one organization uh, that have you know. A lot of them get you know uh, government grants. They need to sp- they need to spend the money. They need to get people placed in properties. Yep. And the huge problem, which we are we're really trying to change, is um, a lot of. And this is kind of the challenge to folks that don't have a property, right? You'll you'll see that a lot of real estate investors are closed minded to this for some reason. Well, mm-hmm. it's not some reason. It, it's because of uh, misconceptions and miseducation out there. Um, so, you know, you're you're you have a basically a, a real estate group, which we'll talk about, but you, pr- you probably went to the meetup groups and, you know, oh, real estate, real yeah. estate forums and things like that. How many people do you see out there talking about their successful group homes? None. Yeah. 
because <laughs> it it and I I get it. It's it's kind of you 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 kind of have your first kind of thoughts that come to mind is it doesn't make sense, right? Like, right. how do you make money by by providing affordable housing? So, you know, picture yourself being a landlord and you're only making two hundred bucks from people that are qualified with a full time job, right? You've gone through the eviction process and had these bad tenants. And now instead of having one qualified person, you're imagining like 10 to 15 unqualified people. And it it just doesn't make sense at first. So, and that's about the only thought that a lot of real estate investors put into it, unfortunately, and they're done there. Um, so that's the problem that these caseworkers are having also. <laughs> so when a lot of times when uh, somebody's sharp, somebody that's in it for the right reason, uh, they're, they're caring, they have a clean, structured environment, and they're willing to work with, with organizations like this, um, it's almost, you can, you can hear it in their voice, right? It's like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> as Tasha mentioned, um, a lot of times the word of mouth, it's, it's just going to spread. So if, if you implement that marketing and I would say, you know, you've only, you've kind of only touched the surface with it, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but the, the demand is there and the supply is not, which is, you know, not, it's honestly not great for the overall population. This is still a huge problem, affordable housing, but for those, these first, you know, the first batch of people that get into the business, I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're providing a product that there's very, very little supply and very huge demand for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you, you got your first, your first couple tenants, uh, how many solid leads do you think you have now that you need to follow up with and you know, uh, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but this is such a good problem to have, but go on. <laughs> no, really it is. Really it is. I have yeah. about seriously about eight leads, serious leads to follow up on. Um, I have a phone call meeting around in about an hour, um, with, um, Salvation Army. Uh-huh. Um, actually, it's a few counties over from where my property is. They've got a lot of people that they have to place. So, um, yeah, so I have about eight leads. Yeah, and, and by leads, we don't mean eight eight tenants that need a place to stay. We mean eight organizations right. with pro- probably a lot of them have the funds directly, right? They do. They do. I actually cashed the check yesterday. There we go. <laughs> so... <laughs> From a nonprofit, they paid um, they paid the clients um, first um, their deposit and half of their first month's rent. There we go. So it, it's a, it's a guaranteed check, even if it's not the organizations. What what we do what we do and recommend is you know a lot of the people that they're going to send your way they they probably have social security or some other type of, of government assistance yeah. or some type of assistance for their living. So that kind of, 
I want to tackle these misconceptions that a lot of people have. So yes, you're, you're providing affordable housing. Some of the folks, you know, might be transitioning out of homelessness or trying to get sober or clean or, or get their life back on track, but you're not relying on them to pay you directly. So, um, completely different from, you know, Tasha has everything set up, right? She's not going to be spending the first through 10th of every month, you know, chasing these tenants down for a rent check like she was with the rental property, right? That's right. (laughs) So (laughs) let's, let's look at kind of the advantages so far of this model compared to your traditional rental. You, uh, you get a guaranteed check. That's one. And that's huge. You know, it, how many, was that your only rental property? Um, in that area. Yes. Okay. My only rental. Mm -hmm. So once, once you get up to a couple properties, you soon realize how not passive it is. You know, what, what do you typically do from the first through the 10th of every month with your rental properties? Well, just sit and wait. (laughs) Sit and wait. You sit and wait on, you know, to see if they're going to pay. Yeah. And, uh, I worked in property management before when I first started getting into real estate mm-hmm. and that quickly turned me off from, you know, wanting to do rentals as like a, you know, from as a sole proprietorship kind of thing, because mm-hmm. all we did was send out scary letters, deal with excuses. Um, and then, you know, going through the eviction process, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to do that with this if if you if you if you do things correctly, and then the cash flow thing we we kind of touched on as well. So, what's the what's the multiple like your projected cash flow compared to the rental? <laughs> Is it going to be like double three? What's oh, what's it going to be? God. So <laughs> I'm, I'm transparent. So my rental was um, the rent was eight fifty. Uh huh. When I had a t- one tenant in it, and now my um, semi-private room, I have two semi-private rooms. It's uh, 500 a bed, and then I have one, two, three, four, is that right? Three private rooms, and they're 600. For, for folks that are slow at math like myself, how much is that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> So what did I say? I have, okay, so that's two of my rooms are, are 2,000. Uh-huh. And then uh, one, two, three. So three times six is 18. So we're looking at $3,800 a month. And you were, <laughs> yeah, that's divided by 850. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're for, for, for Xing your, your revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another big advantage, right? Um, now, with the with the management of things, there's 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 um, there's things you can put into place to really alleviate the management duties with this type of, of housing. Again, compared to a rental property, so you are you're you're using our license agreement or something similar to that, correct? Yeah, I just modified the license agreement. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I modified it is because, um, you know, I am a nurse and I have case manager, case management background. So what I did was I um, started a non-medical home care company so I can outsource 
the care to my non-medical home care. I can bill Medicaid for that. Or Nice. That's a whole other ball game. So that's like a whole other stream of income from this, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Beautiful. Um, so you're not, you know, you're going to have, you said seven, seven tenants in this first property, right? Yes. So you're not leasing the home to seven people. You are licensing space to them. So another big advantage. So let's say you do, you do get somebody, like traditional rental, they're qualified. They have a full-time job. They have a million apartment complexes they could look at, a ton of different houses, they're not going to sign a, you, they're looking, they're going to, they're going to look for a lease. Um, the difference between a lease and a licensing agreement is basically, it comes down to if you're, if your tenants in a group home, you know, break the rules or, or, you know, payment doesn't go through or anything like that. We just reserve the right to ask them to leave. If they don't leave, they're considered criminal trespassing. Mm-hmm. Um, compare that to you know, your traditional renter that has a full-time job, good credit, everything like that, a ton of other options. They're not going to sign off on anything like that. <laughs> right. Why? And with, with that, you have to go, th- if, if they don't pay for any reason, you have to go through the eviction process. And you're, if, if they are, you know, breaking the lease rules, I mean, you typically aren't going to find that out until they move out and then you have to deal with the, all the damages. Um, so that's another very huge advantage and it it might sound small, but if you've gone through the eviction process, like Tasha, you realize like how key that is. Right. Um, and then another thing that we do, which you'll probably, you'll probably do soon if you haven't already, you know, once you start scaling, um, you want to have, you know, some eyes and ears on on the property so are do do you have a house manager Uh there we go (laughs) she's ahead of it (laughs) so why don't why don't you kind of explain explain uh what that is so the house manager is the person who just she's my eyes and my ears Mm -hmm. um and she, you know, she just pretty much manages the property, make sure they're not tearing up my property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> basically, you know, that's it. And, but what she does, you know, she does, you know, cook meals and stuff like that. She prepares meals and she looks out for them, you know. Okay. So they, she, she has a little more, a uh, little more responsibilities than our house supervisors do, but you're giving her, um, We'll typically just, you know, we, we just need basically somebody there to be the eyes and ears and we'll give them like a, we'll give them a discounted bed or discounted room. Mm -hmm. This almost sounds like, is she, is, is, do you have something like that set up for her or is it like a partnership? You know, I haven't, I discounted her bed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, um, and then you are kind of like the, you're the operational manager of the house, right? So if there are issues, she's going to escalate it to you. But I mean, one, you, you have this really simple systems in place now. And what are your kind of, what are your day-to-day activities for, for this business going? Um, actually, it's just, you know, marketing right now, you know, yeah. staying on top of my marketing. That's that's it. And if she has any problems, I still have the same property manager in place. 
Um, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix, you know, you don't have to fix it. Okay. So, so you, you, so you almost have them as your op- operational manager once things get going, rocking and rolling. Yeah, so, so, I mean, think of, think of the power of that. I mean, you could, you can do, you could do the math and you can see how this could quickly become a, a powerhouse, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Once, once. So it, in the in the beginning, yes, you are going to be putting in. You're going to be putting in in the work, and like Tasha said, and get that foundation set, um, your systems in place. It's just going to be marketing, really. But then once you get, you know, once you get your properties uh, occupied, I mean, you can kind of, you know, what what what's your day going to be like then? Um, looking for more properties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can you can focus on scaling. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, one. yeah, I'm already looking for more properties. I've been doing some skip tracing today. Um, nice. Yeah, there's actually two more um, vacant properties in that neighborhood. So to there we go. Yeah, get in contact with those owners. <laughs> so um, that's a whole other ball game, but Tasha knows how to find the discounted properties. So why don't, why don't, why don't you touch on that? And that's, uh, is, that's kind of what your, you have a, uh, like a, a group set up, right? Is that, is that through Facebook or how, how's that? So I do have another business. It's called the nurse REI club. Uh-huh. And you know, the I, I just formed it. Initially, it was a Facebook group, and I formed the group because I wanted to educate nurses on how to invest in real estate, you know, using their 401k and how to roll it over and things like that. And um, so what happened was it just kind of blew up. (laughs) Now we have almost 700 members. So, um, nice. yeah, so what we started doing was, well, we have 700 people in in the group. So I carved out a membership and like probably about... Almost 10% of those people, you know, became members, paid members of the group. And then we started purchasing properties together and doing deals together, wholesale deals together. Oh, man. Um, one of the nurses in, within the membership, she formed a um, a, a bank, <laughs> per, per se. So we've actually borrowed money from a group that she carved out from the membership group. Man, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So we rehabbed our... Um, our very first property, we borrowed the money from, we call it's funding the block. So we borrowed the money from that group. Shout out to Donna Rosby. And um, so we did, we were able to, you know, purchase our property cash and then borrow the money from within the group, pay, pay the money back and, you know, move on to the next property. There um, it is. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're doing. So you can, there, there is a lot of ways to acquire properties. So, you do not have to go purchase a property off of the MLS. You can. The The cool thing about this strategy is that it gives you a lot of leverage when you are putting in offers. I mean, if you're looking to wholesale a property, you have to get it at, you know, they have to be home runs, right? You got to get it at like 50 to 60% oh, yeah. on the dollar. <laughs> um, 70, that, 70% is pushing it for me. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll find buyers. Uh, a lot of wholesalers will lock up as many contracts as they can like that. Um, there's not as many as those like wholesale deals out there. I don't think that's kind of why I got out of it, but you, they're still out there, obviously. Um, but, um, 
that's kind of what I was getting at. You don't have to purchase a property off the MLS. There's creative ways to do it, like uh, wholesaling, which is really what it comes down to is finding people that have problems and solving them. It's not about like being slick, you know, and like scheming people out of it. You really have to be able to spot people that have problems and, and work with them. And, and, uh, that's really what, what it comes down to. Um, and kind of counterintuitive. A lot of people don't realize it. Um, there's also, you know, you can get into like, you can offer owner financing Mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll touch on, um, you can start by renting a property or even partnering with people as well. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing is, is this, this, this business model solves uh, two major problems that every single real estate investor out there has the cash flow problem and like the too many calls <laughs> even if even if it's one you know toilet clog problem per year that's one call that that real estate investor didn't want to get so that's one too many <laughs> yeah yeah so um we will uh if 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 you want we can we can include kind of that information on your group kind of in like the description okay um and we'll, we'll talk about that after the recording um but you also you also posted uh in the facebook group right that that was you looking for maybe somebody in in, in um for one of your indiana properties yes yes so why don't we touch on you know cuz you're you're looking for you know not you're almost looking for somebody that's in the position of wanting to be the operator that you know they can't purchase a property that maybe like partner with you or lease right. the property from you correct right absolutely now as as an investor on that side you know what what are kind of the, the advantages of working with like somebody like like one of our members that's going through the gold course and they don't really have the the funds to acquire property what would make you want to work with somebody like that compared to like your traditional renter well, number one, if they're in the course, that lets me know that that's what they want to do. You know, they, they've taken the first step. And, you know, listen, I'm a nurse first. So I'm always trying to, you know, find ways to add value and to help people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I have, you know, have this property. It's newly renovated. I'm not dealing with a tenant, you know, putting any more tenants in, you know, you know, one tenant in a property anymore. You know, every property has to be a business for me. Uh, you know, that's just, you know, my mindset. So, and I was like, why not, why not just go ahead? You know, I'm in Florida. I have a lot of, pro- I have properties all over the United States, but I don't necessarily, because this is my first group home, I don't necessarily want to have a second group home way in Indiana. Right. So to own it and, to, you know, to be able to, because now I know, you know, a little bit about group homes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, can partner up and kind of help somebody else. You know, give them a, a head start. Yeah, and you're you're looking for someone that's going to be there long term, right? I mean, it's not going to be like one year and gone. Yeah, no, no, uh, and I ideally, you know, if it is like a even if it's oh, like somewhat of a partnership or. Uh, you're going to be cash flowing more than your regular rental property. And ideally you're looking for somebody that's going to be sharp and right. not really going to call you for like 
miscellaneous maintenance stuff and, and things like that, right? Right. Well, that that's a part that, you know, that's going to be a part of the uh, agreement, the contract, you know, um, I guess it's kind of not going to be a partnership <laughs> because, you know, they're going to lease the property, you know, from me plus, you know, 30% of the um, market rent, you know. I would and say. Then, go ahead. Oh, okay. So 30. Yeah. So um, they're going to be making probably much more than that <laughs> if, yeah. if done correctly. If done um, correctly, yes, they will make a lot more. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the examples of, of uh, ways you can, you can approach folks. So as, as a land, think, think of like the problems we covered earlier that pretty much every landlord has out there. If you can kind of just think of the objections that they're going to have. It's probably the th- same same things that everybody out there was wondering when they first got into it. You know, like, all right, how do, how does it make sense financially? Mm-hmm. You're instead of just renting to one person, you're offering affordable housing to multiple people, and that way you bring in you know four to five times the amount of revenue. Bam. Uh, what's going to, you know, what's going to protect you? Like if these people tear the property up, well, you have your house supervisor, you can monitor them. We have some people put security cameras in the homes. Oh, I have uh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have, I have two security cam cameras in my house. Yeah. My this house. is all stuff that your regular traditional renter is not, they're going to be like, Oh no, I'm going to go to the apartment complex down the street. Um, and then you're, you're protecting yourself with, with the, with a license agreement, you know, you're not leasing the space, you're, you're licensing it to them. So, um, you know, we, we have, we have pitch, a pitch and a script and a whole guide on how to do this for, for people out there. So we really want to hammer home. Um, you do not have to be a savvy investor like Tasha. Okay. You don't have to, you don't have to have a partnership with, with folks that started a bank. All right. (laughs) Um, you, um, you can get started by leasing a property or even partnering with folks like this. Um, but yeah, um, we do recommend that that's a great way to get started. But if you do want to scale this thing, we do recommend you, you apply a real estate investor kind of state of mind to things and, you do want to eventually, well, we think, you know, our model is we're owning the properties, we're getting them at a discount. So we're creating equity off the top right there. And then we're just running these cash flowing businesses out of them, basically. Right. Um, so we, we do think that eventually you're going to want to start owning the properties as well. And if you're going to do that, you might as well learn how to buy right. Um, <laughs> obviously, Tasha, you have... Uh, extremely positive, you know, state of mind. Um, you could tell just by just the success you've had so far and kind of how quick you got into stuff. You didn't spend any time looking for excuses on how to not get started. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like literally no time. You didn't even spend time sleeping. Um, what, a did you, were you just kind of always like that or were, were there any yeah. like game changing moments or education or books or anything out there that, that you stumbled upon? No, I've always been like this. 
<laughs> nice. That's a rare. That's a really rare answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, uh, yeah, it's just. I don't know. I don't know. Just always been, my mom used to always say, would you shut up and sit down somewhere? You know, like I've always been wanting to know everything. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you, do you have any like favorite, favorite books or reading material or anything like that? Or or you just kind of gung ho? Yeah. Yeah. I love reading. So I am a Robert Kiyosaki. Just, I love him, love him, love him. So I've read all of his books. (laughs) So what's, What's, what's the one, what's the one that was kind of the game changer for you? People always say rich dad, poor dad. Uh huh. That wasn't the game changer for me. The game changer for me, I believe it's called why the rich are getting richer. Is that by Kiyosaki? Uh huh. Cool. Yeah. He and, um, Donald Trump wrote that co-authored that book years ago. I, I think I read, I read that. They kind of, um, they talk about. MLM a lot, right? Or maybe that might have been a different book. Um, they co-authored two books. I've read both both of them, um, but they—I mean—they hit you know touch on it a little bit. You know, Donald Trump does, but okay, yeah. But no, that was really a game changer for me. Like I, I look at real estate totally different. You know? well, nice. It's fun. Uh, we we ask that to we try to ask it to everybody and, and it's typically uh, rich dad poor dad is the one that comes up but for folks listening out there different book same author <laughs> right, and right. Uh, let me let me correct correct that um, that's not by um, Donald Trump isn't on that one he's on the Midas touch and why we want to be rich that's the one I read why you want to be rich right. So, but uh, why the, it's called Why the Rich Are Getting Richer, and it's by, again, Robert Kiyosaki and um, Tom Wilwright. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that really, like, kind of clicked for me when I, when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a really simple idea, you know. You're in real estate. Where, where do, you, you, do you make the money by, by the upgrades that you put in it? Or like the pictures of the rehabs that you take when you're when you're selling the property, or where where do you make the most money in real estate, and what what kind of aspect of the process? Well, I always tell people, and I was taught this that you make money when you buy the property. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if, if you if you start out, you know, way over in over your head, way more than you know what it's worth, and you're already you, you'll never catch up. You'll always be behind the eight ball. Yep. Um, especially if you're doing a rental property, um, with the, with the group, with the group home thing, it is a way for you to cash flow thousands on a property. I mean, if you get one of the, like the, a larger home, you know, five bedrooms plus you could, you could buy a, buy one at market value and you'll, you'll be pretty good. But, um, once you learn these techniques, you know, why not get it for, you know, how, how much equity did you, did you get in your the first group home, it was something like, what do you got? Like 30 K in equity on that? Just from the jump? 40, 40 K. Right. So think about that folks. <laughs> and on, on top of that, she has a, well, you're already cash flowing. You're already cash flowing off of it with just the first couple tenants. But once that thing is fully occupied, you'll, you're, you should probably netting a couple grand out of it. Right. Ooh, yeah, yeah, probably about two grand a month. Uh huh. So, yeah, a little over that. that's 
and you know, we don't, it's not completely passive, but it's going to be pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to have a business, it needs to be, you know, you need to cash flow more than $200 a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's what a lot of, a lot of landlords out there, they, you know, they, they 200 it's, it's, they're, they're getting equity. They, they are going to build long-term wealth, but you can't, you can't pay your bills with equity. So, uh, that's why we really recommend folks out there, uh, you know, start, start networking. You can reach out on Craigslist. We recommend get it, get into the real estate meetup groups, start networking with folks like Tasha that might not know about group homes. Like imagine if, if, if you met like a sharp gold course member at a meetup group, like before you heard about this and you had a rental property, I mean, you'd be, you'd be pretty open to partnering with somebody like this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, awesome. So we will, uh, you, you touched on the group a little bit, uh, folks out there, uh, check the link in the description. We'll get that in there, but it's, you know, I'm guarantee we have a lot of people listening out there that would, would, um, be interested in a group like that. We have a lot of nurses, <laughs> obviously that are looking to, they, they want to do something, that kind of serves the same purpose, but at the same time, you know, be, be your own boss, make a little more money, you know, I'll stop punching in, working those crazy hours and, and interested in, uh, in, in real estate as well. So I think, um, a lot of people will be interested in that. So that's a, it's kind of free to join, correct? The, the Facebook group, we have a general group. Yes. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Okay. So there is like a, you could get some, some free info and then there's, there's a paid membership program as well. Oh yeah. You get a, a ton of free info. <laughs> yeah. Um, very cool. So it, this, it, it's an awesome story. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, it, it's cool to see how quick you got, you got things going. Um, so all in, you you you've only been doing this for like, are we in the first month? First month or two, right? First month, first month. That's crazy. So <laughs> this is my first month. Yeah, first we'll we'll month. be we'll yeah. be doing a part two soon. Then <laughs> we'll, we'll catch we'll catch up with you in a couple months to see to see how how big you got it. Um, very cool. Do you have a do you have any any parting words for the folks out there? just do it. You know, just do it. I mean, I tell my, my group that just do it. I mean, so what if, if you fall, get up, dust yourself off and, and try it again. It. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Tasha, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, we, we look forward to, to hearing an update soon from you. All right. Thank you for having me.